Okay, witching minute time. The witching minute. Um, <laughs> so this person I'm picking because I can't pick it where I wanted to put it. <laughs> okay. uh, because because you have the episode I wanted to put her on. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't have that episode. So I'm put, putting her here because it's called The Lost Picture Show. And this is, she's a character from Forbidden Kingdom. So it's like, they're kind of like both lost <laughs> they're both like out there places <laughs> okay <laughs> it's, a, it's a stretch but that's you know it's fine uh, <laughs> um so this witch is called ni chang she's also known as the white-haired witch do you know this one no okay well this is a lady she has really long white hair and she can like um throw it at you <laughs> she's like this she throws her hair at you and like stretches and can grab you and like do crazy stuff um and it's like long white hair she also has a whip so she's a really skilled fighter she's with a group of assassins and she's trying to get this like elixir to her boss because he she believes if she gives him this elixir um that she will sorry no she's trying to get a staff to get the elixir so if she brings her if he brings her the staff this monkey king's staff back to the, her boss then she'll get an elixir to be immortal so that's what it is and so Wait. that's her whole mission is this from the steven cho movie no ciao 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 uh steven chow um i believe because the white-haired witch is like an archetype that's in a lot of different movies it's used in that legend so they might have been used in multiple ways in multiple movies um but yeah so but this is in the forbidden kingdom the one i'm like thinking of so yeah i think she's really cool and she's really pretty and she's really like badass so ta-da you always find new witches to dazzle me with i know i'm always there bringing them bringing them in uh i'll tell you the i'll tell you the episode i wanted to put her on right now and maybe when we get to there, you'll remember it. It was uh, 12 Angry Zen is where I wanted to put her. <laughs> I love that title. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> cool. Hello. Nice to see you again. Mm-hmm. Could you put some clothes on? Welcome to this week's Hanging with the Hollowells. My name's Sean. I'm the ultimate charmed newbie. And I'm Kevin, the ultimate charmed expert. Sean! Kevin! <laughs> I had a crazy I have weekend. news. Oh. You, okay, you do yours first. Yours first. Okay, good, because mine's more important than yours. Um, Kevin, we have, Sean. <laughs> a new, we have a new patron. Oh, we do? I would like everybody to please welcome Michael Brusher into our Hollywag family as an ultimate Hollywag, right up there getting all the perks. Michael Brusher, thank you. Yeah, Michael has been a longtime follower. I've noticed you, Michael, on uh, multiple of our shows. I've seen you peek over at our Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, and I appreciate you for that. And I'm excited to have you back on board with us. 
Yeah, exciting. So we better put out a bonus episode now, it means. <laughs> yeah, uh, Melissa has been asking us to do the wedding episode, which is her favorite of the whole series. Oh, really? Is it really her favorite? No, it's it's not her favorite, but I think she just more wants to torment me and make me have yeah. to talk about the wedding episode. <laughs> so, my news? <laughs> yeah. I had a crazy weekend this past weekend. A very charmed weekend. <laughs> a very amazing weekend. Yeah. Um, so my convention happened with the General Hospital Convention. So I got to meet our mama, Patty Hallowell, <laughs> Fanola Hughes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so beautiful. She is so gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. She's so skinny. She looks younger than a lot of the sisters do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know what she does, but um, she's funny. I went to uh, – I told her – what was stupid about this convention, though, is they made you um, be – fully vaxxed, have a negative COVID test within 36 hours and wear a mask the entire time and be separated by plexiglass when you take a picture with the, with the stars. So I was like, wow, don't you think this is a little bit overkill? Don't you think the, <laughs> I was just like, I did all this stuff. I can't even like get a hug from my, from the people that I love. Sure. Okay. I'm like, yeah, hi, through the plexiglass. So <laughs> That was a little unfortunate, but then I have seen other people at conventions where they take pictures with celebrities and the celebrities are wearing masks. I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> yeah. So at least that we can take our mask off for the picture. So I'll take my wins while I can. Uh, but she was really cool. I told her that like, I never watched General Hospital, but I know you from Charmed. She's like, oh, Charmed. Because she's like, why are you here then? <laughs> 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 and then the following day I met Wes Ramsey. Oh, and- our grown-up Wyatt, super sexy, yes, uh, <laughs> and he was super nice, super cool. I'm like, "What's up, man? Hey!" <laughs> and uh, when I get when I gave him my book to autograph, he's like, "Oh, I know what this is." And then he saw the page that had Brian, Holly, and Drews because I had him sign the same page to be like to be like a family unit. She's like, "Oh," he's <laughs> like, "I miss these people." <laughs> so that was really cute. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then I went to the Charmed Manor again. <laughs> and I went inside of it. And I know I was supposed to take you. I feel bad. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I figured when I saw it, I was like, because um, Alan was like, oh, is Kevin in L.A.? I was like, I don't know. I feel like he would have told me. And then I saw the Charmed thing. So I was like, eh, he probably had a crazy busy weekend. So it's cool. I'm not mad. Yeah, it was a lot. And it was part of it because I was going to bring you, but then I'm like, I'm afraid. I was afraid of scaring off the owner because it's like if I keep bringing people over, what's gonna, like if they add up and stuff. I'm like, I don't know. Is she gonna like back out? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but it was all kinds of rigmarole because the person that did come was not who I was, thought was supposed to come. It was supposed to be Chandler from X Reads podcast, but instead it was Chris from X Reads podcast because Chandler just had surgery. So, but he helped film me do my magic i did the magical door closing i made this epic video and uh that was really cool it's all i ever wanted all i ever dreamed of i put it on tiktok it got over two hundred thousand views in two days wow i was like all right well that happened (laughs) and you closed the door by yourself with your mind without anybody behind the door closing it Yes. Well, I did, I did two. I did a couple different versions because the first version was really obvious. You can see the hand. But when I did the other version, where I put clips together, it's a little bit better. So I don't know if you saw the new version. Oh, I, I did don't a new think version. I did. 
Yeah, I walk up the steps. I had to show the, show the manual. Somebody walk up the steps, go into the door. I start the thing, and then it flips, flips to another one where you see the full door, so it gets wide out, and so you, you don't see the hand so much in that one. So it's better. Cool. That's the one. That's the one that got over two hundred thousand views. Um, but then I filmed. I recorded a podcast inside the manor about the manor for Words of the Witches. So I interviewed the owner, current owner of the house, and. Uh, Art, or then Hubert Langdorfer, who made this amazingly detailed replica of the house, and he's been studying it for years. And so I interviewed them both while I was inside the house. It was very cool. That's amazing. Oh, it was a lot. I'm just like I was so like geeked out about everything and a little overwhelmed. And but yeah, uh, so that episode comes out the day after this one is released, so the Wednesday. Okay. You are the ultimate charmed expert. Like, not many people have been able to do what you just did this weekend. No, I'm making things happen. And, you know, my <laughs> little my little charmed heart is like, I was just, I swear, 12 year old me would have passed out, fainted dead if he knew what his future would be like. <laughs> 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 like, just orgasm of the century, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we have an episode to talk about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's get into it. So this is The Lost Picture Show. It aired November 6, 2005, written by Andy Reeser and Doug E. Jones, directed by Jonathan West. West. All right. All right. (laughs) 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 That was Linda uh, Belcher for you. Uh Yay. (laughs) Uh, scene one. Billy pulls a crystal out of a bag of cum. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a pot of smoke, water, whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> to start scrying with. Paige walks in and Billy admits she's been scrying all night to find her sister. Billy is starting to shirk school in order to witch. I'm going to be a witch because I need to find my sister. I'm obsessed. But Paige is like, you know, you shouldn't obsess. You need to, you know, settle down. She's like, no, maybe you're right. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, so far, I don't have a good feeling about Billy. Because, like, she's becoming obsessed with her sister. She's starting to not do her daily things. Like, the Hollowell sisters are taking advantage of her. Like, I can see this not going so well. <laughs> yeah, things are... are- a new momentum has changed as has started and things are, you know, the, the, the what am I thinking of? The, something is changing. <laughs> I think yeah. of a word, but I can't think of it. <laughs> dynamic. Is there it, we go. The dynamic is changing. There we go. <laughs> is the word you're thinking of ringlings? <laughs> <laughs> ringlings. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I love that. <laughs> we had uh, Ryan Terry write in on Twitter and be like, what are ringlings? <laughs> like, I don't remember. <laughs> it was, what was that? It because was, you uh, said you had heard ringlings of something happening. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I think it's ringing just smaller. <laughs> <laughs> I, was mix, I, was mix, I was mixing ringing and inkling together. Was what happened. Oh, okay. There. Now is explained Ryan Terry in Florida. Yes. And because <laughs> the dork that I am, I do make up words constantly in my mind, sometimes on a whim, and that's just what came out that day. So <laughs> You make up words? I had no idea. I know, it's a big surprise. You're welcome. I never made that <laughs> play. <laughs> <laughs> Scene two. 
In a small shop, a man looks at a <laughs> painting of people. He magically pulls JD out of the painting and aims to kill him. JD escapes only to be hit by a car. And I realize now it's not really a painting. It's like pictures on a scroll. Yes. It's Which like, is weird to me. Yeah, and it's like... I'm trying to think what kind of picture it would be because it's not quite a painting, not quite a drawing, not quite a picture. It's like a... I don't know. It's like... It almost looks like a temporary tattoo. An yeah. all blue ink. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and you said, I love how you said, mad. That made me laugh. I don't know. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, any thoughts on that one? You're good? Um, Not really so far. I mean, it was an interesting start. I just thought it was funny that, like, the man... Pulls um, JD out of the the scroll, but he's not ready for him at all. Like JD so easily like beats him up and's like peace. Yeah, it's like I'm going to kill you. It's like what? Where am I? Oh, <laughs> like it's like a completely instinctual reaction because nobody knows what's really going on, really. And so, it's like I came back out of this painting after what fifty years or something like that, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back at the manor, Paige wants to borrow someone's car. Piper is being generally bitchy to Leo again. (laughs) Paige wants to get her job back as a social worker, which is, that's kind of cool. It's like, yeah, I'm remembering my past. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wonder if she would ever, if she would get it back if she tried, really. That'd be interesting to note. It depends on if Mr. Cowan is still there or not, because what if Mr. Cowan left? Maybe he retired. Who knows? Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Phoebe is considering adopting. <laughs> Leo and Piper run into each other. Piper spills the milk. <laughs> She's like, you got to go shopping, Leo. Oh, you better get that milk now because you ruined it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like part of me was like a little bit on the fence with Piper and Leo because I was kind of like, aren't we past this bickering? But then I thought... No, it's realistic because like couples do go through these right. phases, and it Phase was kind of continu- phase links. <laughs> I like <laughs> see we guys guys start using these language these words in everyday life and make people really confused. Um, <laughs> phase links, I like it. Um, but and it is kind of carrying over from the last episode, so it isn't like something that we have saw like ten episodes ago and then coming back. I mean, I guess we did have the marriage counselor in season five, so I guess that part, but. This is almost like a really cool back-to-back thing where they're fighting again. So it's not like completely out of the norm. And actually, so speaking of back at the manor, because we explained before that I got that from Hocus Pocus. Yes. Did you hear the Hocus Pocus 2 news that we talked about on Marvelous Galaxy? Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the drag queens. All the, the big musical I'm performance. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Ginger Minge from actually got it wrong on the recording. She was in season seven. Oh. I said season eight. <laughs> Ginger well, Minge I knew from season she was, not, she was he was on Trixie season. That's why I always remember. Yeah, and everybody thought that was a boring season. But as like time has gone on, people are like, it wasn't that boring. I'm like, I know it was a good season. We got a lot of good queens out of that season. Yeah. But Ginger Minge is gonna be uh, Winifred, 
Cornbread from season 14 is going to be Mary. And Kimora Hall from season 13 is Sarah. Ooh, it's going to be. I love it so I, much. I'm very excited to see what happens, what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of scene four, <laughs> Piper refuses to let Leo help. He walks out. Paige catches up with him in the next room. She thinks Leo and Piper should see a counselor. Sam, Paige's dad, orbs in behind her. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam is back. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love how she says, like, she's like, oh, you visit like every three years, <laughs> which is true. Because <laughs> last time she saw him was three years ago in Sam. It's I been am. that long. Yeah. Season five was the last time we saw him. Oh, that's right. I talked about that on Brunch with the Hollowells when he came back. Mm-hmm. Wow. And when he came back in season five. Let's see. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He and who is in season two, three, four, five. So he's every three years. He was in season two, episode uh, six. Oh no, sorry, seven. And then season two, season two, season five, episode nine. And now this one. So every three years. I love that you just made that realization. Like you wouldn't have gotten there if we didn't have the show. That's true. That's true. I would have, <laughs> wouldn't have thought about it. And I was wrong. It's, it's eight. It's season two, episode eight. <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, it's, two, it's eight. So there you go. P3H2O is episode eight. Because seven is there everywhere, and six is that old black magic. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I just had to formulate it in my head more. I'm like, what episode was that? Anyway. So, um, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. What else? Oh, and I was just thinking about the last scene, how Paige needs to get her car fixed. I'm like, oh. Because at first I was like, why doesn't she need a car? <laughs> she has a car, but she says it's like in the shop or something. Yeah. So that's interesting to me. I don't know. You're okay, continue with me. <laughs> you matter to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, Piper and Leo are fighting some more. And they're like, gotta go see a counselor. She's like, he's like, we've done that before. We've tried that before. I remember what happened last time. It's like, well, we're going to go to a magical one this time. <laughs> Scene five. At the hospital, the nurse speaks to Vaklav in disguise. Vaklav checks in on JD's condition. The nurse marvels at what good condition he's in after being hit by a car. Yeah. So, like, he's super healthy. For now. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I was like, oh, cool. So there's something, like, magical about JD, because why is he healing so fast? Yeah. But that's <laughs> just, um, that's really just a coincidence, I think. <laughs> he yeah. just happened to be, <laughs> like, he just got a little scratch on his head, a little bruise, and you know, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I learned later. There's nothing magical about him, really. It's when he dies, yeah. he becomes magical. <laughs> he just he's just got that youthful body, you know. Because he's young. Ooh, ooh, you know? ooh, youth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> younglings. Oh, I said a Star Wars reference. There you go. Oh, wow, it's happened. <laughs> it happened. Then the thing that never happens. 
And yep. I actually remember that one because I'm like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I can make this, whatever. <laughs> Back at the manor, Sam reveals that JD was supposed to be his charge until he disappeared in 1955. I feel like it's always 1955 because that's Back to the Future. I know. I was just thinking, I'm like, huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in 1955. <laughs> <laughs> but JD just reappeared at the age he disappeared at. Sam wants Paige's help with JD, but Paige has an interview to get to and she's not so happy with Sam. <laughs> she's like, I, I just love. <laughs> It's so funny. It's like you are not my dad, and she's not gonna feed me. He is not my dad. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> it just made me laugh. <laughs> um, Paige. Oh, here it goes. Paige whines to Phoebe in the phone about no one being able to help Sam. She's like, "Can't anybody else do it?" <laughs> Phoebe hangs up the phone as she submits her life. Her as she submits her info to the sperm bank. She's like, "I want to get pregnant." today <laughs> see the scrying crystal was dipped in sperm because sperm is the theme of this episode why don't you just get it from billy then <laughs> oh <laughs> billy give me your sperm i know you have a, a, a whole pot full of it <laughs> save enough for me <laughs> what do you think of phoebe as a character like becoming this desperate for a kid because like i guess we'll, we could talk about how this goes later but at this point like she's just so desperate she's just going to sperm bank just to get knocked up by anyone right and i think right now she's still she's still so obsessed with this vision like she's just like i have to make this vision come true because this is the timing of it all instead of letting things happen the way they're supposed to the way that, that you know you she doesn't have any faith that anything will happen naturally because she's tried to try to force this relationship with Dex, and then she's learned that that's like, which is weird that they don't mention him at all in this episode. You know, it's all of a sudden it's, oh, that's it's over. Right. They're... Yeah. So yeah, it's like huh. they're going to go slow. Never seen again. Never mentioned again. So it had to be something that happened between episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and didn't they do that with um? With Glenn and Paige, right? Glenn was kind of like, well, maybe in the future. And then he comes back married and then he's just kind of gone. Right. But at least then, you know, you knew that they were kind of living their separate lives. And, you know, the potential that he could meet somebody in you know Australia, wherever he was going is possible. You know, that made more sense. Whereas this was just like, all right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, things. So I think she's just really into this vision and she's failing to really analyze her own feelings which is weird because she's such a feelings person and she can't even be self-aware enough to figure that out but you know she's always had problems with love and you know things <laughs> yeah i feel like she's one of those people though like i know people like this who are just so obsessed with like falling in love that it doesn't come to them because that's all they think about and they come off as like maybe desperate to people or like a little scary whereas if it just mm-hmm. happens like that's the way you got to let it happen. <laughs> yeah. And Phoebe, Phoebe's love life is like a thing that's lasted through the entire series about how she's always kind of ne- like on edge. You know, she's always been unlucky. And then she's every time she's burned by love, it makes her go further back into something else. And she has this 
barrier in the shell. And so, you know, I, it's nice that that keeps coming up, but it's also annoying that it keeps coming up. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Piper berates Leo for taking them to some magical quack he knows to help them with their marriage. <laughs> quack! <laughs> Paige calls and Piper pish poshes about. Paige gets sick helping Sam. Piper and Leo continue looking for the soothsayer who seems to just hang out in a park. When they last expect it, the soothsayer pops up next to them. <laughs> Yeah, this is when it's like Leo's like, you know, he's an old friend. I know he hangs out here. I may not be magical anymore, but I still have got information. I can I can you pull these strings. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed a little rando, Leo, but I mean if you know somebody can help, then somebody can help. Yeah. And then he's just like they didn't they didn't even ask for his help. They didn't even say they were looking for him. He's just like Oh, the flower that blooms in adversity. Whatever. That's yeah. a long quote. Oh, you know what I mean. Is <laughs> <laughs> the most rare and beautiful of them all. You know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but he's like, "Yeah, there you are. Here you go." And then they, I guess they listen to him for like an hour. I guess the cut to the later scene after. She's like, <laughs> "What's he talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, scene nine. Paige and Sam continue on their quest. Paige has postponed her interview. They walk into a building and meet with Agent Murphy. They ask for his help busting JD out of the hospital before Vaclav gets him. Murphy notices dirty boots on a doctor and gets suspicious. He's like, doctors don't wear dirty boots. They're classier than that. <laughs> you make it sound like a porno when you say it. <laughs> doctors don't wear dirty boots. <laughs> oh, but scum. Does Take them off. Clean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me see your feet. You got some dirty sacks, too. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I'm like, that was an interesting Revelation. I mean, of all the things to notice, but sure. <laughs> so Murphy follows the doctor, who turns out to be Vaclav. They narrowly save JD. So this scene is a little weird for me, because it's like, okay. I don't know. Like, Sam and Paige are there, and he knows there's something suspicious, but they make him go check it out. They don't even think that, it, you know, it could be somebody magical that could kill him. And they took a while to get back in there. And he, I'm... Props to Agent Murphy for, like, ducking and covering and shootings and surviving. Like, if he was any other human, he would have been dead. So That's a really good point you make. Because, like, yeah, I did like that Agent Murphy noticed the boots because that's why he is an agent. That's why he's a detective because yeah. he notices details like that. But I didn't put that together. That's a very astute thing to think about that these sisters who are powerful are like, you go. <laughs> yeah. You didn't. I mean, I would say it's like, oh, that's good to notice. Let me go in there and see and investigate for you. But no, he just they just let him lead the way. Yeah, and then come <laughs> come in like three minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, they got the job done. But yeah, Paige could have even orbed in there. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's strange. <laughs> so actually, I'm going to ask you this: Is there a reason why Paige? is less Orby this episode because, like, she keeps not wanting to Orb places with Sam. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't, there's no reason that I know, but it is interesting. She's like, no, we're going to drive like a normal person, even though the traffic is awful. Let's do like, And she's like, no, we're going to, we're going to do it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I think what it is, I think it has something to do with her trying to separate herself from Sam because she's like, we're different. We're not, you're not my dad. You know, she don't want to, you know, he's a white letter. She's probably trying to separate some of that white letter in this, during this episode because of the, him being there. Yeah, that's. I think that was the closest I came to is like she's just trying to be as difficult as possible in like not identifying as a white lighter with him. But yeah, yeah. it just seemed, it just seemed kind of out of left field that like Paige orbs <laughs> everywhere and suddenly she's like, now I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it is just the way that things are playing out, and she's you know, she's like, you're not my dad. You can't be my dad. I had a dad, and there's some really powerful scenes in this episode, which I guess we can talk about later, but. Yeah, I think that's just going on with the themes. Yeah. Back at the manor, JD is laying out on the lanai. I had to use lanai, Kevin. I don't <laughs> even know if that is a lanai, but like, I think it's a lanai, and I wanted to use that word because of Golden Girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Paige and Sam discuss possible motives for Vaclav to hold JD for 50 years. Sam doesn't want to heal JD because he expects him to take off running. I have two words for you, Sam. That's fucked up because he could be dying on that lanai. And you're just like, no, it's easier if we just, you know, keep him dying <laughs> so he doesn't run away. <laughs> yeah, just keep him out. He can't know. He, this world is too much for him. He won't understand the future. future. But like... <laughs> What I was angry about is, like, JD's been running around in the future this whole episode. Like, he's already been exposed to it. So, I don't know. I would have taken a different approach. Like, maybe, like, we know the girls got him, handcuffed him to something. So, that way, when you heal him, he can't run off. And you slowly, like, explain things to him, maybe. Or And you know what's interesting, too? Because... JD knows Sam because they were they interacted in 1955. You know he was his charge and stuff, but he didn't because that's a, we talked about this in another episode. How like do future white letters know that they're future white letters? And the answer is no, they shouldn't. So it's mostly somebody that's that's there that you know in your life that guides you, but you don't know. You know it's not something you're aware of. So he he would know Sam, but he the minute he saw Sam, he should know something was fishy because he should have aged in that time. There was a period where he was not. He stopped being a white letter after Patty's death. So he he aged all the time. He should look different to JD. Oh, interesting. Sam was actually a weird character because he was like off and on on again white letter. So he stopped being a white letter after Patty's death. Then he died again. He was mortal in P3H2O. He died again in that episode. Became a white letter again after his second death. <laughs> and then somehow he got really upset and got drunk and stuff. <laughs> and he couldn't, then he couldn't really use his powers anymore. So he, he was kind of a white letter, but like not a proper white letter. Just kind of like a estranged white letter. And then he kind of got his mojo back again. And now he is back to his normal white letter self. But he's been on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a very dynamic character. Like you never know what you're going to get with Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> back at the park, the soothsayer mansplains to Piper and Leo. This is where... <laughs> She's been there for an hour. It's like, we've been listening to him for 58 minutes and whatever, something seconds. And, <laughs> and Pepper is impatient and doesn't think the soothsayer can help Piper get, oh, can help, period. And I think it's really funny because, like, they're sitting there and he was just like, 
basket and he's like what a wise man he's so happy <laughs> like <laughs> uh makes me laugh uh Piper gets an emergency text to go help Bippy, Billy. Bippy. <laughs> go, go help <laughs> Billy. And I love it. She's like, flip phone. See, look at this text message. I'm like, yeah. A sign of the times for sure. I love that. <laughs> I remember around that time, like, that's when you still got charged, like, per text message. And I was yeah. getting an extra, like, $200 on my bill for a while. And AT&T. Wait. No, it was whatever it was back then, they were like, why don't you go on a text plan? I was like, no, you just want to get more money from me. I was very dumb when I was young. <laughs> so, so yeah, Piper is mad and she's like, all right, I'm, I'm just being a shrew again. Um, as they're leaving the soothsayer, sends a spell Piper and Leo's way. They walk away. He's like, and he takes his flowers. He's like, be free. And then they fly and then they float over to them. <laughs> and as they get in the car, Piper and Leo realize their bodies have been switched. She's like, Piper gets in the car or Leo gets in the car. He's like, Oh, my feet don't touch the floor. And then Leo Piper gets in the car. He's like, I'm squished in this seat. What happened? Oh, <laughs> you know, what's funny is a little behind the scenes. Uh, <laughs> this scene, this little them getting in the car, somebody like sent a gif or like, I think I came across it and trying to find a charm gif. And I thought it was funny. Is it the screaming one, the screaming thing. Yeah. That's, that's screaming. popular. And I showed it to Rob and he got so mad. He's like, you need to stop looking up charms. If you just ruin that episode, I'm like, why? It's funny. <laughs> it's like, ah, I mean, you, how would you wouldn't know what that means? It's just like they're screaming at each other. How would you know what that meant? Yeah, like a little part of me, I think, felt like, yeah, they probably like one of them probably appeared in the car or they probably switched bodies or something. But I didn't think like, oh, I know everything this episode is about now. <laughs> right. So that's what right. I dealt with sometimes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah it is really funny i can see why it's been turned into a gif like even if you don't know what's going on it's just a funny reaction <laughs> their faces i mean their faces are like so animated and that's it's just a really fun time so yeah. it's a very popular moment <laughs> yeah and like i definitely did not see this as being a plot point especially this late in the episode it just kind of like came out of nowhere but it's fun and i like it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Especially since, like, they even say it in the episode, like, Wyatt has already done this to them. And for yeah. a similar reason, to teach them in, a lesson. In Siren Song. Mm-hmm. That was season five, episode four, Siren Song. Um, oh. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Except in that episode, in that one, they didn't switch bodies they switched powers so it's a slightly oh, different that's right okay yes fair enough but it but a similar kind of shtick you know just for them to learn about each other and walk each other walk in each other's shoes um and we've had lots of several switching episodes before we've had enter the demon where we had phoebe and Paige switch we had the pa- phoebe and amara freaky phoebe switch uh so it's been happening every once in a while you know so 
What is your opinion then, now that you bring it up, that we see later in the episode that Piper's mind is in Leo's body and Leo's mind is in Piper's, so they don't understand like the spell casting, but they've already been switched before. So shouldn't they like their powers? Oh, you mean like, so understand the, each other's powers or understand each other's person. Like- well, cause we, we had Leo with Piper's mind at book of shadows <laughs> and we had Piper with Leo's mind trying to do the spell. But since like, Piper's body didn't have the knowledge of how to do the spell. He was having trouble with it. Okay. See, and I think just because it's a little bit different because it's not quite the act of power. Whereas, like, because, like, even in that episode, he had, Piper, Leo had to stay home and in Siren Song, he had to stay home and write a spell. He's like, I, and he got his, like, her pregnancy stuff, which was weird too in that one. Yeah. But, uh, but he, and he was like burping bubbles and burping orbs. <laughs> <laughs> but he had, he did have to learn how to write a spell but i guess because this this particular act they never did before so it's an it's like an extension of what they were learning so he probably should That's have an incl- he probably should have a ringling inkling <laughs> about it but um <laughs> but it wasn't quite what he did before so maybe that's why it's just slightly different that's true yeah because you're right he never cast a spell before but he wrote one okay yeah look at you Look at you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. Phoebe is still looking for her rando cum. She isn't happy with any of the potential daddies. She describes a little girl in her premonition and says she needs the sperm to make that happen. The counselor tells Phoebe that sperm donation isn't for her. She feels Phoebe is just being desperate and trying to avoid finding someone. Phoebe be cray in this scene. Phoebe is crazy. Yeah. She's the cum monster. <laughs> She's the cum monster. Give me the cum. <laughs> this cum make blonde me no want. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I want this and this and this and this for my baby. Cute little button nose and brown hair. And I'm like, Phoebe, you know, you're not like a genetic scientist here. Like, what the hell? What is going on? So... Okay, fine. We can do it without the button nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so you saw a freaking girl in your vision. It doesn't have to be exact. I'm sorry. It's not like you actually went to the future and saw your little girl like Piper did. And even Piper didn't get that crazy. <laughs> True. <laughs> and she was open to the, you know, she was open to change. When Wyatt was born, she was not expecting Wyatt to be a boy. She was expecting her little girl that she saw in the future. But What? Fate has changed its mind, maybe, perhaps, or, or you know, you know, things change. So just let it be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for someone who sees the future and knows the future and the past and stuff like that, it just seems really odd for her to be like this crazy. Yeah, I agree. And like, I don't know, it, it's not unrealistic, but it sometimes takes away from, I think, Phoebe's strong sense of womanhood. Because in some mm-hmm. ways she is a very strong woman. And in some ways she's like not <laughs> like a sheep <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so i feel yeah so this was just a weird thing for her uh, but i do like the thing that the counselor tells phoebe you know it kind of forces her to really reevaluate what she's doing and what you know it's like oh maybe look deep down and find the reasons that are making you act like this so yeah, yeah. 
stop avoiding something. Face it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back at the manor, Sam waits for Paige as JD wakes up. Now that he's awake, Dan, oh, they go, <laughs> like, Dan. <laughs> Sam makes JD less ouchy and more beautifuler again. I healed him. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> JD describes his last memory of being at a drive-in watching Rebel Without a Cause and went to go get a sodi pap. And then a man approached him. There was a flashing light and then he was stuck somewhere. Just then the front door opens. Wow, Rebel Without a Cause is that old. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I always know the phrase. I never saw the movie. I didn't realize it was a movie. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I've seen that one. I actually, I really enjoyed it. I think there's a lot of tropes that are used in it. Or like it's been spoofed so much that you wouldn't even realize that like you pretty much know the movie. But once oh, wow. you start watching, you're like, oh, I, I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> funny mm-hmm. i've been told though i need to watch his other movie east of eden mm, okay enter piper and leo fighting leo piper politely takes piper leo's jacket off i love that part so much i thought that was <laughs> such a nice detail and it was so funny did you notice that yeah it's super cute yeah <laughs> <laughs> Billy wants to magic JD into accepting he's in the future. Billy sees JD and floods her basement. <laughs> okay, so there's some stuff to break down here. Well, when first when Piper Leo Piper and Piper Leo, <laughs> they when they enter, <laughs> I, initially I'm just like they don't seem that much different. <laughs> like they seem like they're acting like because it's their own voices, so it's kind of hard to like see the the change. But it does get better as it progresses a little bit, you know, but I'm just picturing <laughs> Piper speaking in Leo's voice coming out. And it's like so funny to me in my head. <laughs> I know. I, I thought about like, what if they went that route? What if they just dubbed each other's voices on them? Like what would, how would that have changed things or what would that? I just want to know what that would have looked like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. And then. <laughs> They go upstairs to do whatever they need to do. We need to go do magic stuff. And Sam is like, hey, Billy, I need you to watch JD. She's like, really? I got to go find my sister. Come on. What? I have school, maybe. I don't know. And and he's like, please, whatever. And then JD comes in and is like, hey, toots, what's that? And she's like, no charge. Yeah. I will charge you for free. patrol. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of girl okay i'm gonna share a little bit about what's going on in the background here because i don't know if anything can be heard but speaking of flooding the basement like for a few days now uh our toilet has been on the fritz like we'll oh, be laying in bed funny. and we hear this bubbling and like the toilet comes up through the shower what <laughs> it's disgusting yeah the the pipes are clogged for just one of our toilets not the other and so, like, today it's gotten really bad. So we're, like, the parking garage is underneath the apartments. And one of the pipes burst because it was so full of just stuff. And so, like, if you go downstairs, it's, like, <laughs> it's flooding with piss. <laughs> oh, my God. So every time you flush the toilet, it comes back up to the shower, kind of? I get, well, 
I don't know if it's when it's flushed. I don't because like we know that the neighbors are having the same problem. And like today, the water somehow spilled over and it flooded into our closets. Oh my god! So poor Alan has been dealing with that most of the day. Oh my god! Is he? Does he work from home? No, but he came home early today because he was gonna have a plumber come. But we realized today it's a bigger issue. So now, like, they're working on it downstairs. Oh my gosh! What a fiasco! So sorry if there's background noise, and sorry if you hear Alan running back and forth in the background, but that's what we're dealing with. It's a shitty situation. See, I thought it really was a rabbit. pisses me off. <laughs> pisses me off. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was a rabbit thumping around, so maybe that's just okay. me loving bunnies, but, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what's around, 15? 15, yeah. Okay. At... I hear things. At Murphy's office, <laughs> Sam orbs in to find Paige and Murphy going through paperwork. Sam reveals that JD is awake. Murphy and Paige put together that JD remembers a flash, just like one of the last victims remembered a photographer being present. The trio leave the office as Vaclav looks on. I keep wanting to say, Vaclav Havel, Sex Pistols. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway. I thought yes. the way they presented Vaclav, like, it kept making me laugh. I know it was supposed to be creepy or, like, scary that he kept showing up places, but it was almost like, where's Waldo? <laughs> like, he would just randomly be next to the stairwell. <laughs> See, he did not creep me out. He just gave me, like, awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. He just, like, was like, ooh, like, <laughs> I'm just a goofy little photographer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh <laughs> so i don't know something about him just didn't quite give me that menacing creep factor yeah there was something there was something about the way they put together like um jd remembered there used to be like a photography studio that's not there anymore and that's how they found I don't know. It just got a little more complicated than I felt it needed to. Like, why not just say, like, oh, there's a photography studio? Right, because it's like, it's not there anymore, but hey, this photography studio just opened back up in the same exact spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, did, like, I don't know. It's, it's confusing because it's like, it doesn't seem like it actually went anywhere. All his same stuff is there. Is it Was it, like, magically hidden or it's, there's no explanation on that because for, for me it just seems like it was there the whole time <laughs> yeah that's what was confusing because they were like oh it's not there anymore i think i missed where they said it opened back up because like yeah when they go there i guess we would talk about that later but everything you're right is just very messy and very much like planted in the spot that it's been in for 50 years or more <laughs> <laughs> yeah the dust is is accumulating you know like uh <laughs> yeah so strange Back at the manor, Billy and JD pay more attention to a TV than Billy. In order to redirect attention to her, Billy leads them to the couch. JD is starting to freak out. Billy does her best to relax him, but all at once the future rears its ugly head. JD runs away. (laughs) It's just so funny. She's trying to make excuses for everything. She's like, that's whatever. That's this thing. You know, I can't tell you that. Uh, yeah like she's just not doing a very good job 
<laughs> no. And it was funny how, like, her phone started going off. The alarm started going off. Like, everything happened at once. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's like, cool TV. Where's the antenna? She's like, oh, it's broken. It's a broken TV. Don't look. <laughs> it's been broken for years. <laughs> and, like, it's like, my phone. Like, my dad's an inventor. <laughs> she said. Look at my god. Good one. <laughs> my dad mentioned this. Don't you love it? Yeah. <laughs> and then like he sits on the remote and then everything goes crazy. So uh <laughs> 17. All right. Paige, Sam, and Murphy interviewed the father of one of the last victims 30 years ago. Murphy and Paige don't get much, but Murphy sets out to try to track where the studio had been as a lead. They find the studio used to be near where the victims are popping up. They decide to start their search there. Vaclav watches from a terrible hiding spot. So, (laughs) see, this scene was actually really nice in terms of the father-daughter situation. It really gave Paige something to think about, you know, because we learned that... We're starting to get the context of what Vaclav does because this guy has been grieving for 30 years. He still never gave up, gave up hope. And I thought it was a really beautiful moment in a lot of ways. So, and then, the, you know, Paige is starting to maybe come around and to accept the father that she, that she does have left. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So the father is Mr. Sawyer, played by John Brandon. And I just thought... He really gave a really excellent performance here. Like it really felt that he was mourning over losing mm-hmm. someone. And since the scene didn't, or I don't know if I missed it, but I don't think they said it was his daughter at first. So I've even, I was sitting there watching him talk about this woman who disappeared. And I was almost like, why do you care 30 years later? Like you've obviously moved on. And then they said, it's his daughter. It's like, Oh yeah, you don't get over that. <laughs> And it's really kind of shitty, too, because the reason she was getting... Don't say shitty. Of, I told you my situation. Sorry. I say piss. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's really crazy because, like, she went to get her photo taken to give to her mom for her birthday. And instead gets trapped for 30 years or whatever. Like, my heart. Like, what a great birthday present for your mom. Yeah, that's terrible. I hate Vaclav. We hate Vaclav. And you know and yeah. you know and her mom's probably dead now, so she died not knowing anything and his her dad's the only one left and oh god, what a horrible situation. <laughs> yeah. Out in the it, world, Billy is showing JD about. Can you believe gas is like three dollars? <laughs> JD finds a newspaper with the date on it. Now knowing he's in his own future, JD runs off to find his obviously alive 50 years later dad. I thought it was just so funny and timely to watch now because considering like gas is like really hiked up now, like six, seven dollars a gallon now. It's like, oh, how funny. <laughs> yeah, I made a hours. note of that because I knew I had to get gas on the way to work. So I took note. It was six dollars and 19 cents a gallon over uh, double what Billy was freaking out about. Yeah. <laughs> but on the flip side i was also like wow like when gas is more normal priced it really hasn't changed that much since 2005 Not really. no yeah i mean it always has the fluctuation and that's to be given but really it's been it's pretty standard 
which is, you know, mm-hmm. it's been around the three, four dollar range for most of the time, unless something crazy is happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like, I gotta go find my dad. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's so moody. <laughs> he's ninety, what ninety three? I think they say he is. Yeah, he would have been ninety three years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad just died. Uh, is it? Do you have that part? That comes later. Yeah, it comes later. Okay. Nineteen. Yeah. I don't, okay. Back at the manor, Piper and Leo are trying to find a reversal spell for their Freaky Friday dilemma. Piper realizes how to mansplain from Leo's body. Enter Phoebe. They tell Phoebe about the swap. Phoebe reveals that JD and Billy are gone. This is cute. This is where you know Leo's behind the book, like, eh, like with his little waves, and uh, and I thought Leo was doing a good job. He's like, what? <laughs> like just like doing Piper's little things, like right, <laughs> that quack, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like this is, I feel like the scene that really solidified that Brian Krause and Holly Marie understand each other's acting. The one earlier was just kind of, eh. It was, it was just that. Yeah, this was yeah. the one. Yeah. <laughs> so it was good mm-hmm. and then I love how Phoebe is like coming in and she's like being the voice of reason telling the telling them what they need to know about themselves like you know this is like she can't figure out her own emotional problems but she knows everybody else is like to a T <laughs> yeah and it's I also so I love the fact that Phoebe doesn't bat an eye like she's just like oh must be Tuesday <laughs> Some sort of magic <laughs> craziness has happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it is interesting that how it is easy for Phoebe to read other people's emotions and and empathize with other people's emotions, but does shy away from her own. I, that's an interesting kind of personality quirk. That's so, true, because we do see that a lot in people. Like the people who are the best information givers are the worst at helping themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she loves she loves doing it for everybody else. That's how she like copes. She's like, I'm really good at this. I know emotional stuff, but I just my own life is too scary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just something to to think about. Oh, I wonder if something will come up later in one of our recordings, Kevin. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> J.D. and Billy leave an apartment complex. J.D. is surprised to learn that his father isn't still alive 50 years later. J.D. is freaking out about his dad dying at 93. (laughs) Billy reveals the existence of magic to J.D. who doesn't believe her, even though he is 50 years in the fuchsia. There was this um, joke we found once, a GIF, where it was, uh, it said, why did Magneto stop wearing the red and purple costume? You told me this in an earlier season. Okay, I thought so. Because days, days of you shall pass. And I thought it was so hilarious then, and I still love it. So there you go. It's great. And mm-hmm. we should share that with Paul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We should. We need to get on his show and and say that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm going to bug him and say, hey, when can we come on? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this is him. It's like, oh, I went to see my dad. 
He just died. I couldn't say hello. He's 93. He's so selfish. He didn't even wait for me. I've only been gone 50 years. <laughs> God, I was this close, which is, it is kind of a shitty thing, but still, but still. Um, yeah, guess, and they even, they even made it more tragic where JD says, like, my dad had to watch my mom and um, my siblings die. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. What? Crazy. I hope, I hope his dad, like, was, like, okay <laughs> the rest of his life, because it seems like, like was it? What are you losing his memory? Like did he have Alzheimer's? Like I don't know all this stuff, but yeah, I got a total Ski Ulrich vibe from JD. I don't know something about his hair like falling around his face in this scene. I was like, "You're Ski Ulrich," and I'm living I, for it. I feel it. I feel it. Ketchup? No, <laughs> that's <laughs> that, that's a scary movie. But still, <laughs> it's like just like yeah. my mom was on a spaghetti baby. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no but yeah he, it's totally that kind of vibe and i did i finally saw the new scream it took me a while but i finally saw it while i was in la i watched it at my friend's house and like Ooh. Oh. um and he still it. looks good in it he does i like was that was there any digital things going on with that or was that just him i wasn't sure i imagine there's digital because like he still looks good in riverdale but like not that good <laughs> okay okay yeah so yeah, I liked it. I thought I did have problems with the killer's motivations a little bit. I thought they were a little superficial. Usually, they're, usually they're deeper than that. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah, I feel like they kept this one a little more simple just to like get us back into it. Kind of like what you know, the popular movie, The Force Awakens, Star Wars, which I know you've seen. Kind of did <laughs> they like kept things close to the A New Hope? So I think Scream was doing the same thing, playing okay. a little safe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but we're here to talk about Scream. God, even though <laughs> Rose McGowan is here. Oh, but did you love the little Tatum little memorial in Dewey's house? Yes. I was like, oh. <laughs> I know they anyway. brought up so many of the characters. They brought up Kirby too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about Scream. <laughs> I know. I tried to do that and I failed. I went right back to it. <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs> what time is it what chapter it's 652 and we're on scene 21 <laughs> okay well 852 for me oh yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> sam and Paige are searching an office sam not dan feels the pain of many future white lighters <laughs> He warns Paige that Vaclav is targeting future white lighters and Paige may be in trouble. Paige gets mad at Sam, pushing her to embrace her destiny and storms out. Stop trying to make me do stuff. (laughs) Vaclav appears and takes a picture of Sam talking, taking him into the painting. Yeah, I just kept calling it a painting because I just couldn't fathom it as like a picture. It's a painting. He, He called it something. He called it his... Mural, his collage. He called it his collage. Okay. Is what is what term he was using. Yeah, and then it's, it is my interesting. Huh? I need to complete my collage. You my know, collage. <laughs> it is interesting, again, to see Paige, like, fighting the White Lighter future. Like, it does lead me to believe that she's more so just rebelling against Sam. Because in the past, like, she's reveled in being a White Lighter. And right. She's always given kind of like that, 
what's like reticence to take on a charge, but like we've seen her do it and be okay with it. Yeah, Paige loves being a white letter. She loves the side of her, but the fact that Sam is here, it it sparked something in her that she wasn't ready to face. And yeah. you know, because and because she it's kind of like the same thing that happened with Grams because she wasn't so ready to embrace Grams right away either. She's like, I had a Grams. I had I had a family. I had all this stuff, that, you know, I had a whole other life without you people. And so she is so scared of having the people that are around her, the magical people superseding those memories of the people she loved in the past. And that's what it is. So she has to kind of learn to embrace the future of what's who's here, as well as the memories of of ones that she loved before. And that's, that's her struggle in this episode. Yeah. Very well said. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Phoebe comes into the attic to check on Leo and Piper. They have hit a road bump. Piper's mind is in Leo's and knows how to use the magic, but the magic is contained in Piper's body with Leo's unmagic mind. Do we all get that? Are we all on the same page? <laughs> uh, I'm going to read it slowly so I can understand. Okay, there we go. Slowlier. It's a slowlier, too. Slowlier. <laughs> Phoebe helps moderate a discussion. Piper and Leo decide to work together better, which cures Freaky Friday Syndrome. Billy enters with JD looking for Sam. So this seemed like it was a very quick fix. Like, I don't feel like they had to do much to break out of it. Yeah, it was really easy. They're like, they accept each other. Badam, badum, badam, kudu. We're we're cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Paige re-enters the office where Sam disappeared. She's on the phone. I'm on the phone! <laughs> <laughs> We've had so many drawn together references. I know you made one in, in Galaxy, Marvel's Galaxy of Disney too, with the Pac Man thing. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I love it. All right, anyway, <laughs> she's on the phone with home. <laughs> Paige is looking for Sam when Vaclav enters. Paige traps him with a tripod despite physics. <laughs> Vaclav. Hayes burgers and smacks Paige. Ooh, smack that. Um, he offers JD for Sam. Smack <laughs> my bitch up. <laughs> oh, oh. See, and I used to say, I always said smack my picture. That's what I used to think it said, which is pretty for this. Smack my picture. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, they use that in Scary Movie too. that song. Oh, yeah. Anyway, they do. See? Mm. Mm. So, Kevin, what is up yes. with this tripod? Like, she she orbs it, like, against the wall. Like, it's standing sideways on the wall, and he can't and get out of there. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was very confused by that, too. I'm just looking at them, like, can't you just be like, okay, gravity. I, you know, yeah. It's not stuck to the wall. I mean, did she, like, I don't know. if She's, like pinned it did she stick it through the wall it's very confusing (laughs) yeah that's what i'm thinking because like nightcrawler has to be very cognizant of where he teleports or else he'll like fuse on a molecular level so like did she fuse it to the wall right so what i'm thinking because like say if if prue did this it would make more sense because she can use to keep her telekinetic force on it and having it pinned down Uh uh-huh because pages what pages telekinesis works differently you know there's orbs if they had orbs like on 
the stool, either on the feet or on or the stool, <laughs> on the tripod, either on the feet of the tripod or the, the top of the tripod, there's orbs there, then it would make more sense because she would have to have some kind of orbing force using her t- the telekinetic power. But because okay. it's just standing there, we don't see we don't see it. So I think she does have that ability, but it just was awkwardly executed. Yeah, and if you could try not to say the word stool right now, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why I thought the tripod would look like a stool. See, this is this is ah! what it is. All right. <laughs> Back at the manor, the sisters discuss giving over JD. JD enters and offers to go back to Vaclav. The sisters go to the attic to discuss a plan leaving Billy with JD, even though she's a terrible babysitter. JD kisses Billy and Vulcan death grips her neck, causing her to pass out. <laughs> well, this kind of brings it back to like where she's like, how did you escape? There's a trick I learned from my dad. And this is like the death grip he learned from his dad, which is kind of and something too, when you think about it, like, what is your dad teaching you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, cause that's, that's how he got rid of, he, cause he did the same thing to Vaclav earlier. And I now to I have that. pictures in my head of JD kissing Vaclav while he's doing the fucking oh, death there you grip go. to him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, see, he could have been, that would have been a good scene. I think we need to rewrite that fan fiction. There we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he kisses her, and then it seems really like it's like it seemed like he was gonna kill her. That's what's scary about it. But he's like, no, just pass out. I know where that vein is. Mm, that nerve. Yeah. Oh, I got that nerve. <laughs> this just seemed like a bad idea to me, though, because like Billy is so inept, and she's been inept this whole episode. So they're like, well, just watch JD. Just stay yeah. down here. Where we can't see you and watch GD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 25. Mm-hmm. JD enters the office looking for Sam. Vaklav appears. JD tries to bargain for Sam. Vaklav flames JD to death and pieces out with the camera. This was so like, what? <laughs> Just like that, you're gone. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah and i had to explain this because i was watching it with the, the person who lives with me he's like oh, what happened to jd i'm like he died like oh i thought he just got sucked back into the camera I'm like no <laughs> he he flameburgered he he pooped <laughs> flameburgered <laughs> so i want a burger oh sorry i also i don't know how you felt about it but we had a relationship forming between Paige and JD. Like they were getting kind of flirty or Billy and JD. Sorry. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? I mean, to me, I didn't think much of it. I never, I thought never thought much of it because I knew it couldn't work for me. Mm. Cause me, when, when you have people cross time like that, Charmed has a very, makes a big deal of people staying in their own time. That's like something that's always there. Like if you keep them in the wrong time, things are, chaos is going to ensue and things will be wrong and, you know, darkness will inherit the earth type of stuff. So I knew that it would never work out between them if you stayed. Yeah. Uh, And I think I'm going to, I'm going to throw some shade real quick. I think Kaylee Cuoco's a fine actress. Like I think she's doing a great job. I think I blame his name is Jay Kenneth Johnson. Like, there just wasn't 
a lot of connection between him and Billy. Like, I didn't really feel it from him at all. So when they started kind of flirting and getting closer, I was like, why? Like, you don't know anything about each other. Right. And he... It's hard too when you're a guest star coming in. Like I didn't. He felt more like a caricature. He's like, I'm a kid from the '50s, and just I'm playing it up, and that's the kind of guy I am. So he didn't feel like as real of a person. Yeah. So that's probably that's all true. contributes to that. Mm-hmm. Back at the manor, Billy is upset over JD's death. Phoebe consoles her. That's it. She's, yeah. <laughs> She's like, you know, you couldn't stop him. He made his choice. There you go. Yeah. I learned the hard way with Dan Marino. Here, listen to some music and dance. It'll help. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 27. Mm-hmm. In the attic, Paige scries for Sam. Piper and Leo enter and make fun of Paige for scrying. <laughs> Uh, they tell her to try to forgive Sam and call for him as her dad. This was so strange to me. Just the way this ended up is so strange to me, but okay. Yeah. Uh, like, Sam appears with everyone else, and they appear too, <laughs> who had disappeared in garish outfits. Vaclav Congress. Con- what? Comes. <laughs> Vaclav comes like that bowl of sticky come in the beginning and makes his angry voice, which sounds like a frog trying to talk. <laughs> it does. I'm angry, yeah. Um, Paige takes a picture. I can't talk now. Paige takes a picture of Vaclav vanquishing him. Okay, so lots of strange stuff happened here. <laughs> Yeah. So, first of all, like, sensing somebody and calling for something, I don't think that would work. You can't call somebody out of an already magical situation. They were put there by some kind of magical hold, by some enchanted camera. That wouldn't have worked. It had to have... White Larry powers do not have that power. I just don't think they could have worked that way. I don't Unless know. Unless, when she said dad, do you think everybody who was trapped in the camera was a dad? So she just called all the dads in the world? <laughs> oh, even the women. Even those <laughs> beautiful... Damn, you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I didn't think it would work either, only because there's a magic enchantment, like, in the right. way. So, it... For making a moment for her like accepting her dad and forgiving him like it was a little powerful from that stance but i think the audacity of it like took away from that yeah and i think like we've seen white letters generally have the ability to sense they sense something and they can orb to that person they don't usually call their charges or their connections to them Mm. like it doesn't work that way um like in My Three Witches, when the sisters had the psychic link and they got, they were brought to each other's dimensions, that I could buy. This, not so much. If they were walking around the street and they were like in the real world, not enchantment, I would be more easy to buy that because they're in your world and they can come. But even then, it's still stretching your powers. Uh, it's just it didn't seem it's just not nothing computed for me. <laughs> yeah, because this very much was what it was it was the fact that they had an episode where they focus on a lot of things and they need to wrap it up quick but like i would have rather seen piper 
or Piper Page come to the same realization, like, I need to save my dad, I need to forgive him. And Orb 2, where she senses him in the collage. Right, in the camera. And then yeah, once you defeat yeah. Vaklav in the camera, that would release everybody anyway. So you would have gotten the same thing in just about the same mm-hmm. amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. As a first-time viewer, this was very, like, unsatisfying because it was just yeah. kind of like, oh, that not happened. It's unsettling as a multiple viewer, too. It's, like, yeah. not unsatisfying. You know what would have worked if she... You know, she sensed them, she orbs into the thing, and then she could maybe somehow orb them out. If she got to them first and then orbed them out somehow, that would I would even buy that more, you know? But That's true. And then Yeah. So it just it just wasn't right. And then the photograph at the end is like, here you go, here's him trapped. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that makes sense to me, but it's also super easy. <laughs> yeah. So he's not and he's not really easy. he's not really vanquished, he's just frozen in time like these rest of the people. So he could he could come out again. He could he could reappear sometimes. Maybe that's if true. They figure out a way to get him out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Paige is on the top of the usual bridge. She calls for Sam. The two discuss the ways they were let down by each other and atone for their past. Murphy helped return all the victims to their families, which is odd since they haven't aged in years. <laughs> And they did address that because they said, like, the one father got the shock of his life when they returned the daughter. But, like, how do you explain that? I know. It's it, – it, and it does totally break their their rule of time stuff. Like, I guess they could – I guess they could live out their life that they never got before. But still, there's a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> they can't just yeah, accustom to – Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they can't just grow, get accustomed to 50 years gone or 30 years gone or however many years gone. Just like that. Like, I don't know. It's 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 too easy. They can make okay, a whole other episode of them trying to get them accustomed. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about a little bit, but I'm going to soon return really quick to when they did come out of the camera. I hated their outfits because they looked like – it looked like – a a high school theater production with like <laughs> old timey outfits. Let's go to the costume shop and find something to go. You know, I'm a, I'm a go-go dancer. I'm a starlet. I'm a pirate. I'm a whatever they are. I don't know what they are. I'm a clown. The only, the only <laughs> one I didn't guy. mind was the guy in like the old timey bathing suit with like yeah. the, the shirt. I'm, I'm, from the, I'm from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the beach guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, groovy chick. <laughs> Clowns never laughed before. before. <laughs> Good times. Billy visits JD's grave to leave a flower. Come flower. Oh. Wait, it's a come flower. <laughs> I threw it in there just for you. Thanks, it's, a, girl. It's, the, it's it's the episode of semen. Um, okay. but I also think I also think of like Mother Gothel. She's like, "Come, flower!" <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> so that's the episode. What mm-hmm. did we think? I thought it was good. Like we got the Piper Leo thing. We got a little bit more about like billy's impetuousness but 
overall, I'd say if I had to wait a week for this, it would not be worth the wait. It would be a catch it late. Okay. Okay. Yeah, season eight's having more of those, huh? <laughs> yeah. I just feel like Vaklov could have been more thought out, like from a motivation standpoint and also from a like practicality. Like why why does he take a picture and they show up as like a drawn person on a scroll? Like that I don't know. It just didn't gel for me. Yeah. All right. Uh oh I have notes. I forgot to do the notes. Let's see mm-hmm. here. This is Scott Jake's third and final performance as Sam Wilder. Oh, oh. no. Oh. Uh, so he was in P3H2O and Sam I Am, which I already mentioned. Uh, this makes Paige's comment that he only shows up every three years true since he was in season two, five, and eight. He also appears in Last Witch Effort, which is a comic issue, which takes place three years after this episode. <laughs> Isn't That's that funny. funny. <laughs> that is super how crazy coincidence that's uh, that's a cool note after bring that up coincidence how coincidence yes i have to bring that up when we get to the comic book of that mm-hmm. um yep similar to siren song enter the demon freaky phoebe marriage counselor cat house we get a lot of these oh this is cool at the end of the episode where billy is at jd's tombstone there's there's an indication that he has become a white letter when Orbs are heard within the music. Oh, that's right. He's a white lighter now. Does he? Do they ever show him as a white lighter? No. Oh, but, man. but I mean, he died, so that would be his time to be a white lighter. And I totally forgot about that happening. Like that's, you know, that's where it would happen. They, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's probably getting his orientation right now. Yep. He's uh he's hanging out with Paige's ex boyfriend, who I can't think of his name right now. Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're probably in it together. They're having probably white lighter sex right now. It's great. Um, Mm. (laughs) There is some cool continuity errors. They're not boring like some other ones. These are pretty neat. Um, It says the Segway scooters that the police officers are riding uh, in the downtown were withdrawn from the market in 2003 by Segway, and they are in fact banned from use in San Francisco. (laughs) Wow. So that's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, cigarettes don't set off smoke detect- detectors. They don't? Apparently they don't. Cigarettes don't set off smoke detectors. I guess only fire does. <laughs> oh. It must or, be something with the or uh, smoke. carbon monoxide. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely set off the smoke detector a lot when I'm cooking. All that smoke, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just making dinner. But... <laughs> <laughs> But that's – I never knew that. Okay. Um, when J.D. is found and brought home, the sisters try to hide from him that he is not in 1955. But Sam's appearance should at least surprise him since he stopped being a white letter after – okay. I talked about this, how he should have aged. So, okay. Cool. So those are the notes. Cool. So that brings us to everybody's favorite game, Kevin. Oh, it is time. It's time to play everybody's favorite game. Fuck, Mary Kill. We are gathered here today to unite two souls as one. Fuck, Mary Kill. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's start with Wendy, played by Mary June Turpin. Wendy is the uh, cum dealer. The counselor? Yeah. Cum counselor. Cum counselor. 
you know, she's not unattractive, and I do think she was really like wise to hold her own against Phoebe. Like she's, you know, giving her some tough love and saying, "Hey, you know, this is not what we do here." <laughs> so I do no like her. <laughs> no come for you. Uh, I just, you know, and I do like her as a character, but I just don't think she's gonna last because she's is kind of just generic. <laughs> yeah, you're right. She's she's very attractive, but yeah, we don't know much about her, and she's very um, momentary on the show. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, Mr. Sawyer, played by John Brandon? And this is the oh, that's the older guy, right? JD's dad, yeah, or not JD's dad? Sorry, uh, the one who lost his daughter thirty years ago. Oh, which is why this brings me up to something I forgot to mention in the episode because. Um, it's reminded me of his morning scene, which is a beautiful morning morning scene. Um, but like Vaclav talks about how he feeds on people's grief. That's what his thing is. So he he takes people and he holds them so that he can you know feed off of the people that are left around there's that are missing them. Oh, I totally missed that. And so it makes sense why he wanted to kill JDD because the last person that was a, his dad who was dying would be the last person that was alive that was grieving him. And so with him gone, there's no greed, grief to feed off of. Interesting. And so that, and that's a point I wanted to bring up because I'm like, that is very – they kind of glossed over all that. They didn't really make that clear, but that brings a lot of different dynamics, a lot of feels, a lot of important themes that they could have, uh, you know, shown more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thank but yeah, you. he's kind of – yeah, you're welcome. So that, there's some context for you. So – and that's it's really neat to think things like I just hold you in there and I just you know feed off of your loved ones until they can't be fed on anymore. Mm-hmm. He's in it for the long haul. But <laughs> that being said, you know he, he's not my type of guy. <laughs> I would not want to have sex with him, or or you know I can't really marry. I think it's just a little weird, <laughs> so I have to kill him too. But yeah, wonderful I'm- man, wonderful job, wonderful actor. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like, he's a very sweet man, and I feel for him, but he's not someone that I want to feel with him. Yes. How about the soothsayer, played by Bert Rosario? You know, the soothsayer, he's a cool dude. Like, I, I really like his vibe. I think he's kind of mysterious and just generally nice, but also a little bit of a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to kill him too. Yeah, he obviously doesn't know much about consent since he's just switching people's bodies. So, yeah, I'm not going to deal with that. Yeah. Although I'd love to be a woman for a little while and feel what it's like to be a woman. My boobies are enormous. (laughs) (laughs) I would immediately touch my vagina and explore it. Yeah. Find some guy to, like, plug it for me. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, these are my favorite things. Okay. All right. How about Sam Wilder, played by Scott Jake? Jake. Oh, Sam. Jake. Jake. Kevin. Kevin. Jake. Did you ever see that bad lip reading of Twilight? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's from like, it's from like, 15 years ago or something like that but it was they took twilight clips and they had like dubbed over it to say different things 
And she's like, my brother is Kevin. And she's like, Kevin. You slap, you punched a fish. You hit it. Why would you do it? Anyway, just like stupid stuff. I'll just send it to you. <laughs> I've seen some of those. They always crack me up. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I love Scott Jake as an actor. I always think he does a good job, but I don't ever find him particularly attractive. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to kill him, too. I think he's somebody that could go either way, depending on how he is. And just as Sam, he's just kind of like a waffler. Like, he's never in a good spot. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to deal with him. Yeah. So, about... is that everybody? Oh, there's some more. Okay. Nope, there's two more. Uh, Vaklov, okay. played by Will Snow, who, fun fact, I really thought for a second, like, is that Gary Oldman? <laughs> uh, there, there is a little bit of that in there. Yeah, I, got, I can see it. I figured you would have said something to like hype it up a little bit more if it was him, but I was still like, maybe Kevin's being coy with me. So I looked up his name and he's not Gary Oldman. <laughs> no, he's definitely got that Gary Oldman vibe. I'm thinking like Fifth Element, you know, like. <laughs> uh, and he is somewhat cute, but there's also something about him that weirds me out. I can't figure, I can't find it. There's like a something in his face that I got. I don't like, I don't like it. <laughs> so like at first glance, I'd be like, yes, you're super hot. And then I'm like, oh no, don't get close to me. So, <laughs> so I, I'm going to kill him too, unfortunately. Well, Kevin, this is a moment for me because okay. I am going to add him to my fuck list, which gets rid okay. of Dex Lawson. <laughs> he, is, he is better than Dex. He is better than Dex. I'll give you that much. Yes. Yeah. But you you're right. Like he's attractive, but he's also just like awkward and a little like weird. <laughs> yeah, and I can't figure out what it is, but I just see him and I get not the quite vibes I want in my FMK. Mm-hmm. All right. Last but not least, JD Williams, played by J. Kenneth Johnson. Skeet himself. Get that cum skeet. What? Oh my god. What? What a cummy episode this is. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You know, uh, he's he's not unattractive, but it's a little superficial. He's still like caricature, and I, I don't know if I want it. I don't know. No, I'm going to kill him too. Wow, this is not the episode for your people. No, I'm not adding anybody to my list this time. Wow. Well, I think, I think JD has value. I think he's very cute, and I think like – once he settles down in this era, he would be a lot of fun to like show the world to. And I think he'd be a nerd. So I'm actually adding him to my Mary list just above oh, Victor wow. Bennett. So that makes him number six. Okay. So, yeah. I'm just going to say what I thought about the episode real quick. Okay. Because <laughs> I keep saying that you're your opinion. But, you know, I feel like this is kind of a surface episode in a lot of ways. But... There are so many important scenes in here and so many thematic elements that are really deeper than what the show gives credit for. And I really appreciate that episode for this reason. Um, Because it gave me a lot to think about and analyze. And that's that's what makes me really enjoy this episode, I think. Okay. (laughs) Girl, I am adding Kevin thoughts to our weekly so that way we can hear what you think after worth the wait right yeah i mean a little late in the game but yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> you can do that for 18 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I guess it's like, it was, I guess it was assumed that it's like, I love every episode because it's charmed and, you know, but yeah, I always never really gave my final thoughts about what I think of the episode. I'm just like, it's your turn. <laughs> so, yeah. but there we go. <laughs> Okay. Wow, we we recorded long today. We did. But we had a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, next episode. Mm-hmm. It's called Battle of the Hexes. What do you think that's about? Hmm. So obviously it's a play on Battle of the Exes, but I don't think it's going to have to do with Exes. So I'm going to say, ooh, okay, okay. I'll say that the Hollowells and Billy are going to start coming to magical blows because they don't see eye to eye and they're going to fight. Oh, so it's like my hex could take your hex in a cage match of hexes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that WandaVision, isn't it? You know, yeah, you know, that's a good way to put it. Cool. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't think of Battle of the Sexes, but that's okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Battle of the Sexes. <laughs> I'm pretty. <But> yeah. <laughs> you know, you are. You are pretty. <laughs> so, yeah, we well, look Kevin, forward to that. Um, also, uh, I think you'll like this. We got a request from our new patron that oh. he misses us playing little games. So I'm going to start oh, yeah. incorporating games into our episode, similar to what you do on Words of the Witches. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it's hard sometimes because I think of like a new game every episode. So I can't, I can't be like take the formula and put it in there. I'm like, oh, no, I'm doing a new game now. Uh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe cool, to like... spice it up, what we could do is uh, whoever does the Witching Minute doesn't have to think of the game. So if you do the Witching Minute, you don't think of a game. If you don't do Witching Minute, you think of a game. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Fun! Yay! <laughs> All right, great. That brings us to our episode, and you just recently put up some merch for Words of the Witches, which looks Yeah, gorgeous. I forgot about that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a... It's a oh, yeah. I guess it's, it just announced it on mine podcast but yeah words of the witches com. i have some really cool designs i'm very proud of them uh i didn't draw any of them but they were all like either commissioned or art that was made of me in the past and i uh just added a little words of the witches logo on there and made some fun little things so i think it's good yeah it came out very good i'm excited for you oh thank you <laughs> Cool. So yeah, find uh, Kevin's store, find magichavoc.threadless.com uh, for this podcast merch, for Marvelous Galaxy of Disney merch, or for Once Upon a Cult merch, and find me on any one of those podcasts. <laughs> All that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and me, Words of the Witches. Be sure to check out the Manor episode because I think it's very enlightening and very educational. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, and you can find my personal one at KGZ87. Perfect. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, and we will see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.